Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Today, we're pulling one of our favorite episodes from the archives because we believe some stories need to be heard more than once. Enjoy. Making the transition from tourist to full-time Sarasota resident has taught me one thing. Sarasota has many, many very cool hidden gems, and more people need to find them. So I highly recommend that you get off the water and the beaches and take a trip to find some of these little treasures, especially the one you're going to hear about today. Hi, I'm Bob Williams, and guess what? I really believe that it's absolutely essential to hear each other's stories. To me, it's what really makes a community feel like a home. In fact, that's why I started the Sarasota Stories podcast. It's a podcast completely dedicated to helping people just like you get connected a little deeper with our neighbors in the greater Sarasota area. I do my best to bring you some of the most interesting business leaders, civic leaders, artists, authors, entrepreneurs, physicians, philanthropists, and others who are making a positive impact in our town. My guest today is Kim Livingood of the Bazaar on Apricot and Lime. While Kim is a serial entrepreneur having owned a local hotel and a community magazine, she got quite the surprise when her mother called to say she bought a warehouse. Today, they run one of the coolest and artsiest markets in Sarasota. In this episode, you'll learn how they got national recognition on Good Morning America during the pandemic, what Kim believes is so special about the bazaar on apricot and lime, how two antique cars became bizarre art pieces, what you'll experience when you go, and much, much more. I'm so glad you joined us today. And as always, it is my hope that you will listen, learn, and connect. Kim Livingood of the Bazaar on Apricot and Lime. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, it is a pleasure to have you on. And it was cool because what was so cool about this is I got on your website and I love the concept because it's not only the location, which is between apricot and lime, the colors of your bazaar are apricot and lime. And everything about it is apricot and lime. We're pretty how did you guys? <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. I mean, how did you guys come up with this idea? Well, to be honest, my mother is the true visionary behind the bazaar. She one day called me on a Friday and said, I bought a warehouse. And I was like, great, what are you going to do with this warehouse? And she flat out said, I want to have one place to do all my shopping. And truly, 
while we've evolved and grown these past almost four years, it really is, it's become this community of artists and curators, and it is her one place to do all her shopping. Well, it's you have a very nice website and a lot of great photographs that people can go and see what you all do there. But let's talk a little bit about what you do. So you have over 40 artists that put their wares in your warehouse, in well, the bazaar. I'm going to stop you really quick because, yes, we do have artists, but we have a lot of other other items too. So it's not just all art. Go ahead. Go, go with it then. Everybody does something a little bit different. We don't let anybody compete within our walls. So we have people selling clothing or we have somebody that does um, succulents. We have somebody, we have, we do have one booth that's a co-op of 20 artists and everything in there is handmade, whether it's a painting or a purse or a clock or what not everything in there is handmade but we also have um a, a, a curator of mid-century modern and collectibles so there truly is a little bit of something for everybody well that's very good you say mid-century uh, modern i have a 20 something year old daughter who's very much into that she buys she buys records for example <laughs> yes she does have vinyl available yeah yeah she's in billy holiday and all that sort of just we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that so you got gifts art collectibles fashion one-of-a-kind stuff you also have live music food and classes but let, so what are the type of collectibles that people would see there so it's anywhere from your the the Fiesta wear, which is a really hot collectible item. You mentioned vinyl. She's got vinyl. Really just odds and ends of unique collectibles. Lamps are one of the things that she sells. I'm not really supposed to share this because she doesn't even know yet, but she is going to be recognized in one of the best of as a best of um, vintage shop, Creative oh, Hands Sarasota. She is one of our 40 vendors here. That is very cool. That's very cool. Well, it does this. Yeah, so shh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so I won't release this episode until after she knows. <laughs> we don't want the world to know and, and your mom to know. That's great. That's very cool. Well, you know, it's, it was funny because when I was doing a little bit of research on the bazaar, you guys have actually been on national TV two separate times. We were very lucky during the shutdown. ABC National News was looking for inspiring America stories. And so they featured us because we did a couple things during the shutdown to keep our business going. We were having outdoor markets and allowing anybody that wanted to come in to participate for free. And then we also took the business online and quickly like the rest of the world pivoted online and created this bizarre shopping network where I totally ripped off Home Shopping Network and went on <laughs> showing off all the different items that people could find inside the bazaar. And we were doing everything we can to stay top of mind and to still create sales. So that was really cool. And then a year later, Good Morning America did a follow-up piece on it. So that was in July. Yes, yeah, I see definitely, that. Definitely um, a highlight of my professional PR career. Well, it would be for me. I hope I hope Good Morning America comes calling for Sarasota stories. <laughs> I may have to wait a while. <laughs> well, that is uh that is fascinating. And 
We started off by talking about you're located between apricot and lime and your colors are apricot and lime. And I will say my favorite part of the bazaar so far, and I've not been yet, but I'm going to go. What is that truck that you have right out there in front? So that is a, you know what? I don't want to say the year of it. I will give a decade because we did a trip. 1950s. It's in the 50s. Yeah, 57, I think. We did a trivia contest and nobody's guessed it. So we're going to probably do the trivia contest. Oh, okay. But that, my father was a car collector and that was one of his, his truck. It was actually his daily driver that he drove all the time. And when he passed away, we didn't want to get rid of it. He was a big part of making the bizarre what it is today. And so kind of in kind of in his memory and his honor, we, oh, sweet. we we definitely it was teal and white. We definitely painted it our, you know, our apricot lime color. And it's so very cool looking. He'd probably be disappointed it's not running right now. So we've got to work on that. <laughs> I was gonna say, and then you have a panel truck. Yeah, so that is the latest addition to the bazaar. We, um, not we, my mother always wanted to have an art car. So she was driving around in the neighborhood and she found this 1940s panel van. It's a Ford. It's a piece of junk. It doesn't drive. It barely has any engine parts in it. And we pushed it into the middle of the (laughs) bazaar. And when I say we, that was not her. That was some of my friends and I pushed it in. And it became this amazing collaboration between our our artists here and and some of the the bizarre family members that aren't even artists got involved and truly turned it into this amazing work of art. It's a topography of all things celebrating Sarasota. So we've got all the different theaters on there, the art, you know, there's jungle gardens, there's big cat habitat. So wow. There's the Ringling Bridge. So all the things that make Sarasota so special is created on this art car and it's three-dimensional and it's really, really cool. I was not a huge fan at first because as we were pushing it in, all the rust was dropping everywhere and I'm like, great, something else I'm going to have to clean up. But it truly is something (laughs) I'm so proud of our bizarre family for creating. Well, it's it's. I think it's very cool looking. I'm looking at it right now. It's on. It, for listeners, if you want to go see a picture of it, it's under the blog tab, under the bizarre uh, on apricot and lime. It's, it, uh, excuse me, apricot and lime. It's on the website there under the blog tab, and it's under the February twentieth uh, posting there. And it is a very cool looking car. I really like that. And it's that's a shame cool. it shame it doesn't drive because you could get a lot of traction if it were going around the streets of Sarasota. Everybody know where you are. It's funny because somebody in Houston reached out to us. They do an art car festival, and they're like, "Can you bring it up here?" And I'm like, mm, "No." <laughs> well, it's funny. I grew up mainly a sports fan, and you know the typical baseball, basketball, football. But since I've moved to Sarasota, and, and I think it's a part of just getting older. I've come to really appreciate the art community. And I know that's a broad stroke, but when somebody creates a painting or creates, um, you know, any type of artwork, I mean, I just, I mentioned, I just got off the um, air with the Ross Fest people, what they're doing, bringing in a festival in here. I'm just blown away by what people can create when they have that talent 
And I'm sure that you are blown away too by some of the things that people have brought into your bazaar. It's it's really amazing. And the talent that we have under our roof, it you're right, it does blow me away. I don't have any artistic ability. And the the fact that we have this talent here in Sarasota, we're so lucky that they're here at the bazaar. One of the cool things that definitely sets us apart is when you come, you get to meet the artist. So you can talk to them and it really gives that personal touch to what you're buying, which makes it even that much more special. Right. It's interesting because I was a part of a, or I am a part of a private club here in the Sarasota area. And we did that for a period of time. We brought artists in, they would hang their paintings on our wall and then we'd have them come in and we do a little wine ceremony and they would talk about their art. And of course, some of them were very good. And then others are, of course, you know, you have 25 people staring at you. So, you, you know, it was that piece of the puzzle that, you know, they just weren't, weren't comfortable in. But I think it, it really adds a lot of richness to us when you can figure out, you can meet the personality behind the painting or behind the art itself. It makes a difference. And in this situation, it's it's a little bit more casual. Well, it's totally more casual than a party's wine and dine situation. Sure. They're put on the spot. And this is really more, you can have that conversation with them, get to know them. And it does, it, it, it sets us apart. So we are not just this 5,000 square foot building that's empty. We are always full of life here because we have, you know, we have people here that work, you know, we're almost like the mall and we have the shops inside the mall. So all the shopkeepers are here. So it's always fun. It's always exciting. It's always something crazy going on. You never know when everyone's going to break out in a song and dance. Oh, that's, that's what well, sounds like a lot of fun. I, I tell you, you've mentioned a little bit about your mother and you've mentioned a little bit about your father, but tell us about yourself. You say you don't have any artistic abilities. So what is your background? So I am a public relations professional and have done multiple things. I guess you'd say I'm a serial entrepreneur. I started years ago in the, I'm going to date myself, in the 80s. After I graduated college, I created- I started before you. <laughs> I started a magazine called Eclipse Magazine, and yeah. it was the go-to magazine on what's going on around in Sarasota. And I, it was a monthly magazine that I published for about eight years and got bought out by Creative Loafing that turned into something else that is now Ticket, which is in our Sarasota Herald Tribune. Right. Uh-huh. So I did that. I graduated with a degree in magazine journalism and always thought I'd be the editor of Vogue. However, they thought differently. <laughs> and then I did- Shame have, on them. I know, right? But I had a I had a clothing store for eight years. My husband and I had a small hotel downtown for about five years. And it always been a serial entrepreneur. The PR is what is my love and joy. And now that I am at the Bazaar in Apricot and Lime, it really gives me that endless freedom to, you know, my mom's actually a great boss because she likes us to do a lot of different things. So whether it's creating events or hiring musicians or sharing our story, it's really, I I used to joke that she was my most difficult client, but truly it's, this is truly an amazing place and I'm so honored and proud to be part of it. No, that's, that is uh, wonderful to hear that. I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. I work with my daughter. 
She's she is my administrator. So she does all of the social and reaches out to people, all the bookings. So she does a lot. I have three daughters. She's my youngest and she lives in the Texas area. She works full time at a financial firm, but she says, dad, I, I, I need something else to do. And I launched this about a year. I launched it. We didn't launch until February, but we started working together right at the time I was launching and I could not have done it without her. I mean, she's just been fantastic. And it's interesting, the dynamic, I think, between parent and sibling, and it really depends because she and I are getting along great right now and she pushes me and I argue with her a little bit, but at the end of the day, uh, we're moving forward and just having a lot of fun. But then I don't know if I could do that with one of one of the other daughters and we have great, I have great relationships with them, but it's just the dynamic of the relationship. So it, it's very cool to hear you saying you and your mom are working together. Well, I'm an only child, so I didn't have a choice, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, it is, I, I do feel very, very lucky. She's a amazing person. She does so much for this community and yes, I am very, oh, that's I, I'm very lucky. Well, we need we need stories like that in today's age. Trust me, with all the with all the gobbledygook that's floating around on the airways exactly. these days. That's wonderful to hear that. So you are native Sarasotan. I am not, but I claim to be because I went to high school here. Okay, yes, Long you're enough. definitely native Sarasotan. Well, back to the bazaar. Let's talk a little bit more about what folks will see when they come because you have events. You have food trucks that come by. You have other things that are going on, but you you do have events there. So talk a little bit about the events that you typically have scheduled. Okay, so we are lo- we are open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, ten to three year round. Uh, unless okay, of course Christmas were closed, but yep. we are open year round. We have live music from noon to three every day that we're open. So that was one of the things that was important to my mom that we have live music. She loves it. She's not a night owl. So she wanted to be able to hear live music when she's on her time and she wanted to support the local musicians. So we always right. have live music. Then we have a permanent located food truck on. Our ah, property. Okay. So Hamlet's eatery is their theme is to meet or not to meet. So for every traditional item, they offer a vegan option. And they are open the same hours as the bazaar. And then once a month in the spring and the fall and the winter, not in the summer, they do a jazz brunch on a Sunday. Super fun. Oh, that's cool. Amazing food. Hamlet's is just delicious. So they opened up. It's almost been two years. And it's really added a lot to the bazaar because we were really hangry around here because there's no mm. place to eat. We're a little bit. We are off the beaten path. Yes. And so there's not a whole lot around here. So very, very fortunate that Hamlet's Eatery is here. It doesn't travel. In fact, we took the steering wheel out of it the other day to make more room in there for storage. (laughs) And then we're always doing different events, whether it's on the third Saturday, we have a pop-up market outside in our courtyard area. So we'll have about a dozen or so guest vendors join us. We always have a dog rescue. We do. We try to do different unique events. We've hosted the Young Entrepreneur Market where we cool. had, it was super cool. We've done it three times. The rule was they had to be under 17. 
And we had some that were seven and eight years old who made things to sell. It, it was really great. We've done book fairs. We've had performers, all sorts of different things. There's always something going on. Well, that's really cool. And I am at your events page right now, and I'm just looking at some of this. Uh, I hope it's very... up to date. <laughs> Excuse me? I hope it's up to date. Well, it is. So you have your jazz brunch. You have your limelight market, which we, you were talking about. And uh, so, some neat artists coming in here. Hot Tonic. I think we've had them over at our club. And Hot Club of SRQ. Really Hamless, great. Yeah. Hamless Eatery is presenting them. That's very cool. You also, so, so it's really, I mean, people can come there and hang out most of their day then. Absolutely. There is, you could spend all day here and it's amazing. I am here almost every day, all the time. And I still see things walk out the door that I didn't see before. So the bizarre family is always bringing in new things. So it's constantly, the merchandise is always changing. They're adding things, they're doing something different. And I think that's part of, you know, part of our charm and part of being around so many creative people. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm just blown away by what I see here with, with, with Sarasota. So uh, I'm sure that people can indeed can spend a, a whole day there. You also sell online and that came out of the COVID pandemic. Uh, so yes, the first time that we were on the national news, I'm going to admit I made a mistake. We got so many calls and people wanted to buy things and we did not have an online store. So shame on me. Wow. Wow. So right after that aired, luckily, you know, I had some downtime because of the shutdown. So we created an online option for people to shop. It's not always up to date or well it's up to date but it's not it's just a few items there are honestly there are thousands and thousands i'm looking around and in just one booth alone i'm seeing several hundred items so could not showcase everything on the website but it does give a little glimpse of some of the things that we have to offer that's available so you're open thursday fridays and saturdays 10 to 3 10 to 3 so does that mean the rest of the days you are there and you guys are Bringing in inventory, changing it out. I mean, what does that look like? So Tuesdays, we have setup day for our Bizarre family members so they can come in and re-merchandise, remodel, whatever they want to do. And then on the other days, I call this a vortex. There's always something to be done. You know, we just changed out our front window display. And thanks to my husband, I couldn't have done it without him because that took three days. You know, it was one of those, oh, this will just take five minutes. I need your help. And three days later, <laughs> and you know, we need, we decide we want one of our walls to be painted orange outside. And instead, you know, there's always some owning a business is. It's never ending. It's never yes. ending. It's <laughs> never ending. You're absolutely right. Seven and I'll tell you what. Four hours a week. I will say with this teeny little podcast I have, learning all the different software and the integrations and things I didn't think about. So yes, if you own a business, but that's what you sign up for. You're the you're the serial entrepreneur. You know what that's like. So well then then tell us what is the I guess what's the most challenging part of owning the bazaar and running the bazaar and because it's completely different than the magazine industry. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, what what keeps me up at night, I guess, is your question, is 
I want to make sure that we have people coming to visit us. And I worry for our vendors. And it's something that, you know, at the end of the day, if they don't make sales, it doesn't necessarily affect the bazaar, but it does because we need sure our vendors to be successful and that's, we're, we're setting them up for success. So I lose sleep about, you know, how, what can I do? What kind of events can we do to bring more people in? We are destination. You are not going to find us randomly. You know, it's not like we're a main street location right. where you're walking by. So people have to know about us. Right. We have you know, we don't have that kind of marketing budget where we can afford to do advertising. So when someone, you know, like you calls me and says, Hey, do you want to talk about the bazaar? Yes. Thank you. I'm so (laughs) grateful. I will, any opportunity to share our story is we're so grateful for. And, you know, so just getting the word out there, we're so fortunate because we have such loyal customers that, that it's important to shop local. So we have that, those customers and we have it's funny we have several that their saturday routine they go to the farmer's market and then they come to us so getting into people's daily routines would be just more people like that would be a dream but we're so lucky because customers when they have company in town they bring them our way but we are definitely destination and that's the biggest struggle is I, I grew up here. I didn't know there was an Apricot Avenue. <laughs> I don't even know what my mom was doing on this street to begin with. Well, truth truth be told, well, you and I were talking about this before we went live. That's the purpose of this podcast, to introduce businesses, artists, philanthropists, uh, civic leaders to people that have recently come here or been here for a long time and just didn't know certain people were here. I was a snowbird for since 1980 and you know you have a tendency to go to your same half a dozen places go to the beach and get burnt and you know now i'm you know i'm I'm fighting skin issues (laughs) but i didn't know the richness that exists in this culture and like little gyms like you guys which are between two streets and you find that and to me that's really that that's really the secret sauce of the culture here and i agree i know that the Visit Sarasota Tourism Board did a big campaign about Beyond the Beaches because Sarasota is more. I love that tag. Yeah, tagline. Yeah, I love that. We're we're more than just you know. Granted, our beaches are you know number one in the world and they're fabulous, but we're, we're more than that. And we are definitely have so much to offer. I remember when we had my husband and I had our hotel and people would come to visit. And we would tell them we are just like a big city with when it comes to amenities. We have the we, are. we have the theater, we have some of the best James Beard restaurants that you can find, but we're still a small town. You're still going to go someplace and know somebody that knows somebody, and it, it it's truly special. I, I call it small city with big city vibe, and it really does. Um, I, we moved here again about eight years ago and we love Sarasota, um, and we're concerned like everybody else with some of the big changes that are coming, but it's unfortunately, the thing is, is we just got to focus on what we can focus on and, um, really just help to build up the community that we would like to see. I tell you, before we run out of time here, let's, let's say I am a vendor and I find you at Apricot and Lime 
and I say, hey, I, w- I have this thing. I'd love to be a part of your bazaar. What does that look like? Well, we have all the information on our website. There's a yep. vendor link so they can find all that information there. We have basically two sizes of space to rent. We call them a 10 by 10, which is give or take a 10 by 10 or a table space in the middle. We're month to month. We're currently at capacity, but you never know what happens. Things change. Our wait list is not based on how long somebody's been on it. It's based on the need. So For instance, if somebody is listening and they are a vendor that sells something related to dogs or cats, we are missing that. And I know that they would do really, really well here because we're pet friendly and everybody sure. their dogs. So they would jump up into the front of the line. Uh, well, Sarasota is a very pet friendly town, so I could see where you would need somebody like that. Yes. So, well, that's great. Well, if somebody wants to find out more about you all... They can go to Bazaar on apricotandlime.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram. All right. And we will put links in all the show notes to those so people can indeed find you. So, well, you will definitely be seeing me come by your place. And I hope that this show that we're doing can help get the um, message out to everybody that's not been there because it looks like a very cool place. And you should be very proud of the, uh, the business you guys are building. Well, thank you so much for helping us spread the word. We're very grateful. And I hope when your daughter visits, she comes to see us too. And You know, that's very, listen, that's a sure thing. Because I was thinking, I want to come by. I want to see the place first. And we're working hard. She lives out in the, the uh, Montana area. so getting, And she has two young ones. So getting her here is not an easy thing. And uh, But I would love to bring her by your place because she would just go gaga over what I'm sure what you guys have. So. All righty. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You betcha. It's my pleasure. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.